0: I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening to this podcast for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something today that is insightful and impactful on your personal journey with food. I am super excited about today's episode because I am bringing you an interview. Today, I am going to be talking with Judith Gaton, who is a style coach who believes that confident women leave legacies. And she teaches women to look stylish and feel confident so that they can show up ready to fulfill their purpose. Judith believes that you deserve to have that magic moment in the mirror where you are transformed. That moment when you feel so confident and so stylish, you can't help but take a second look at yourself. And when you hear that description, you might think to yourself, yeah, that I am not going to feel confident or stylish or want to take a second look at myself until my body changes. But that is exactly the challenge that so many of us face, is a negative body image. We think that our bodies have to change in order for us to find confidence. And that is not the case at all. This is the work that Judith does so powerfully. She helps us understand what is body image. How do we change our body image and how can we get to a place where we can have that magic moment in the mirror where we are transformed without having to change our bodies to try to get that magic moment? That magic moment is available to all of us, but it's the the challenge of a negative body image that prevents us from finding that magic moment. So today in our conversation, we talk about body image. What is body image? Why do people struggle with it so much? And Judith is going to be sharing with us her framework for body image. I can't wait for you to hear this episode. There are so many amazing gems here. So, Just get ready for this amazing episode. And if you want to find out more from Judith, after you listen to this, you can check out her podcast. She is the host of the Style Masterclass podcast, where you will be able to find lots more great information from her there. But for now, let's dive into our conversation. Hi, Judith. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I don't think I told you this, but you are actually... Um, so I've had two guests on my podcast so far. One is my husband and uh, the other one, uh, Corinne, my best friend. So you are the third uh, lucky Connor. third guest on the podcast. And I was so excited to have you on. And I thought this this time of year going into January, when this episode comes out, we're going to be in the very beginning of January. And so many people are wanting to change their bodies in some way new year new you type of let's change our bodies let's fix this these things that are broken Um, and I just love your I love your work I love your approach to um, just a woman and her relationship with herself how she looks her body her style all of that and I just thought you would be such a great guest to come on and and just for us to have a conversation about body image. And I don't really have a, an agenda of where we're going to go today. I just thought that we would just get together and talk about body image. And I know it's going to be amazing. So
1: yeah. I'm welcome. glad to be here. Hi, hi, listeners. Good, well, well, it's morning here. Very early morning. go morning. So good morning. <laughs> uh, depending on when you're listening to this. Hello, hello. I'm excited to chat with you. And I'm honored that I'm number three in a very like <laughs> esteemed lineup. Of- <laughs> yes. That means a lot. Um, it's interesting because I came to body image in sort of a funny roundabout way. I, I originally was like, I'm going to be a style coach. I'm going to teach people about their style. And then what really sparked (laughs) a lot of conversations around body image early on in my early work was I had a client who went into a dressing room after I had just had this like weird experience in a dressing room. And I went to Target yes, I was shopping in Target. Don't hate on Target. There's some cute stuff there. I love shopping at Target. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to go try things on. And it was funny because there was a bad mirror. And I feel like every woman understands exactly what I meant right now. Now that sounds crazy. It's a mirror. It just reflects back to you. What is, what is a nay, nay friend, right? (laughs) I look in the mirror And it's like the warped wobbly mirror. The lighting's really weird in there. The floor's kind of crunchy from whatever had fallen on the floor before me. It was really nasty. And then I got a red dress stuck on my head. And I couldn't, I panicked in the dressing room because I couldn't get the damn thing off my head. So Mm -hmm. I'm seeing myself in this ugly mirror with this red dress stuck on my head. Panic-stricken, like, I'm going to have to call someone in here to come rescue me. <laughs> half-dressed, like, my whole bottom half is naked and this ugly mirror and this gross dress. And, you're right. and I eventually wiggled my way out of the damn dress, and I rescued myself. But I shared that story with women on, you know, F- Facebook was, like, the place at the time. So I, I went to Facebook, and I said, this thing happened to me. Share with me your horrible stories about dressing mm-hmm, experiences. Yeah i was not expecting the overwhelming response
0: yeah
1: and the theme if i were to tie these hundreds of responses to each other the the overarching theme of every woman in some form or fashion was i didn't know i looked like that Hmm. i was so surprised to find that that's what i look like and i think when you come to do body image work as a coach what i've come to understand is simply like we all get to a place now those of us who struggle with body image let me be clear it's because at some point you stopped paying attention to yourself mm-hmm. and for whatever your reasons were you gained weight you lost too much weight being shifted your boobs are flat your ass doesn't look the way it did like your post-pubescent body no longer exists and you're in this constant strive to get back whatever your flavor of the thing is at some point because you've developed sort of this adversarial relationship with your body you start ignoring it Hmm. right you give it the cold shoulder you're gonna freeze it out and it's so sad because the constant relationship you're going to have throughout your lifetime is the one you have with yourself and the one that you the body you inhabit, you only inhabit this one. Yeah. So I think that's what really starts this whole body image struggle is like at some point along the way, if you've said to yourself, I didn't know that's what I look like when you saw a picture of yourself online or you, some friend snapped a pictures of you at an event and you were like, oh my God, is that what I look like? You go into a janky dressing room and see an image of yourself that you were not expecting. Chances are somewhere along the
0: way, you stop paying attention to yourself. Hmm. How would you define like body image when when people talk about like body image body image work like I wonder for some people like does do people really know what that means is it does it mean different things to different people like what is what comes so we're gonna to go to
1: our our friends who do research in this field right actually I really like Carl Rogers um, he was a humanist psychologist. He talked extensively about self-esteem. I'm a huge admirer of his work. And one of the, he uses different definitions for different things. So he categorizes self-esteem differently than self-image than what he would call actualization. And I don't want to belabor this for the sake of a podcast, but just briefly, the idea of self-image, or in this case, we're specifically speaking about our bodies, um, is just how do you view your body in your mind's eye? Mm. Mm -hmm. And depending on how your brain works, some of us think in actual visual images. Some of us think just in terms of phrases in our mind, but we don't actually see anything. Some of us can do both. (laughs) So depending on what your in your mind's eye looks like in your own brain, that's going to sort of form that relationship, right? Are you able to visually see yourself in your own brain? And what do you look like in your own brain? Is it what you actually look like? And for most of us, that's not true. The sentences and phrases that you use to describe yourself in your own brain, what are those like? And to be very just sort of black and white here for the purposes of a podcast episode, right? Sometimes it's negative, sometimes it's positive. Yeah. So yeah. when we think of
0: body image, it's how do you think about your body in your own brain mm-hmm. at its base? Mm. One of the most impactful Times. So I went through two rounds of intensive outpatient therapy at a local eating disorders treatment center um, here in town. And one of the most impactful things that, that they told me that just is this sentence that sticks with me. We were, we were kind of doing this exercise where we would, we would, we, we sat, we occupied two different chairs and we would sit in one chair and we would be kind of like the eating disorder voice. And then we would move to the other chair and we would be kind of more the the voice of the kind of like voice of reason or the more kind of like essential self type of voice. And, and kind of like basically having this dialogue with the the voice of you know kind of the eating disorder and then responding to it and we got to talking about body and body image and i remember going through this this exercise and i had the i could not come up with a response to kind of counteract the voices that had these just awful terrible things to say about my body And so one of the practitioners at the eating disorder treatment center, she gave me this, you know, she offered this, this thought to me that was like, whoa, like she is right. And it was this, I am not the best judge of my body. And I was like, it is so true because what I see and what I, you know, what I'm, what I see in my body is so different than, you know, I, what I think I see is like the fact and all of these terrible things. but. I have come to realize I really am not the best judge of that. Now, I don't really know who is, you know, there there is is there there is some kind of pro- problematic with that sentence because, you know, who is the best judge and do we really need to be like judging our bodies? But but I'm really not the most well-suited to do that. So that was just an impactful thing.
1: Yeah, I, I love this. It's kind of like in, in background as a lawyer. So we have this sort of thing that we have like, someone who's not a very good historian is what we say Mm -hmm. right yeah they're not a reliable historian they're not a reliable narrator if you take it to novel writing and fiction writing right they're not a reliable like they're not a reliable source of information yeah and not because they're evil or nefarious or anything like that they're just not reliable because their own biases are coloring everything they're saying to you Yes. So you're talking to someone, and they tell you a story, but it's like clearly so one-sided and so biased and like they make themselves out to be the victim or the, the grandiose hero. And you're like, fascinating. This is clearly not true, but I'm just <laughs> yes. for this, right? Yes, Like yes. we all do this to a certain degree. It's just part of being human. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you had a really negative relationship with your body for a long time, you are not a very reliable narr- narrator. Yes.
0: yes, because we do. It's very like you have horrible. that you have that bias, right? I am just convinced. I am convinced my body is awful and it's terrible and it needs to change. Like, and I can, I am convinced I cannot be happy until, or unless this body is different in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And it it creates such, I mean,
1: it's it's so interesting because it think about like it living in a house, (laughs) but pretending like you didn't live in the house. Mm. like you need to get from room a to room b but you don't want to touch the walls mm. and it's like that'd be real freaky way to exist yeah like it's just a, like that would be such a mind i'm trying not to curse a mind f right like trying to move from one space in your house to the other without touching the walls or interacting in any way with the house mm. but it's the house mm. you live in so at some point you, you're gonna have to touch the wall you're gonna have to touch a doorknob at some point. You're gonna have to make it from the living room to the dining room if you want to eat something. Like at some point, you gotta. We gotta acknowledge the presence of the house. Yeah, most of us are working so hard, <laughs> right? Well, every analogy fails at a certain point, right? So just for our purposes, but like think <laughs> about how fascinating this is. Like all of the things that you would do to try and avoid a doorknob. Hmm. You're like, well, maybe if I back into it and I like slide against it, the door will shimmy. Or maybe if I manipulate this person to open the door for me, then maybe that will work and it'll feel I'll feel better. Oh no, that doesn't exactly work because at some point I'm going to have to acknowledge that I need the door open. Okay, okay. Like we will go through all these motions to just avoid like what is, and what we do this with our bodies. Mm. The interesting things my clients have done to avoid looking at themselves is fascinating to me when we start our program i'm like okay so send me a picture of yourself every day what i mean like my whole body or just like just like my face i'm like well so this is a style course so I, I would prefer to see your clothes all of my clothes or like my feet too well i would like to know what shoes you're wearing if if that's okay or do you not wear shoes oh no no i wear shoes do you want like like one angle, all the angles from the back or just the front. I'm like, okay, what the hell is happening over there? Yeah. Well, yeah. see, I don't actually own a mirror. Okay, so how do you do your hair? Well, I just kind of brush it in the car and on my way to work. So that's the only time you see yourself. Yeah, or if I happen to catch a reflection of myself while I'm walking across the, like past a building. Oh, so when's the last time you owned a mirror? And it's like, then we get a whole, they're like, I just thought we were going to talk about clothes, like, <laughs> clothes, boots, everybody's just like, yeah. it's never about the food. Right. It's exactly right.
0: right. It's exactly but right. But the links will go to ignore ourselves. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. It is fascinating. And we, 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 so many of us, it's like, we have cultivated, we've cultivated the skill of separating from ourselves. It's like, I've got a, I have a head, I am a head with a brain that thinks a lot. And from the neck down, there's nothing. Either I'm going to ignore it. I'm not going to feel it. I'm not going to, like, I'm just going to pretend. I'm just going to stay all up in my head. And, like, this whole thing from down below, like, it just, there's no house there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there, There's no house. I just yeah. exist. But not in a house. I just exist. Yes. I, it's like, the I call it the floating brain syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, after we have to remind our clients, you're not a floating brain whether you like it or not your brain, it's brilliant. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's encased in a body. Mm-hmm. And that is the nature of human existence as we currently know it. So part of the work is to reconnect. And it's just a little sewing thing, right? We're all mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Like part of it is to reconnect ourselves. <laughs> we are. All, so- there's only one whole
0: part of us. So what does that look like for somebody who has spent a lifetime, years, decades, maybe literally an entire lifetime living from the neck up, being completely separated, ignoring there's no house here? What does that look like to to bring in more of that connection and, and kind of work on repairing that relationship or that 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 image? So. I
1: like to teach uh, what I call like the triple A framework for body image. So the first part is awareness, then acknowledgement, then acceptance. Because some of us (laughs) we're gonna jump to acceptance and love, intense love, and that's really hard to have an intense, passionate relationship with somebody you've been ignoring. So awareness is a first part, and there's a reason why I didn't start with acknowledgement either. Mm -hmm. Awareness is because so many of us are even just unaware of basic things happening. With our bodies, in our bodies. So very, very simple exercise to do. And this all of you can do this, you can do it right now, you can do it tomorrow morning, whenever your pleasure. Just pick a little time and be like be very aware of what's happening. That's all. So we're gonna like scan. Like if we were to run a little light beam from the top of your head over your torso, down to your knees, to your toes. And we're just going to run this like thing. I love sci-fi. So I'm like, <laughs> right so like somebody scanning. We're going to do a scan.
0: And I always just notice and be aware of any physical discomfort. And every time somebody like that sounds a little silly.
1: It's so simple. It can't be that simple. That's a great place to start. And partly why I love to teach about style, because it's such a like conduit to all these other amazing things that are happening in our brains, is so many of us have literally tuned out physical discomfort. Yes. So if we could just tune in again, just tune in again, like, am I uncomfortable? Maybe, and this is so, I love doing this on calls with like lots of people because it's so fascinating it comes up. Like, is your ponytail too tight? Mm. like little like things that you're just like do you have a low-grade headache right now because your hair is like you have a hairpin sticking in your head like those little things do you need to rub your take off your glasses and rub your face do you need to go to the bathroom you need to go pee yes right, girl, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you cold yes there's so many clients that are really cold mm. i had a client she said she was cold for several years before she realized oh I don't care if it ruins this outfit. I need a jacket. Wow. Old. I'm really cold. She's cold. Now she has all these cute sweaters and cute jackets. And I'm like, isn't it nice to be warm? (laughs) Like Mm. little things, right? Um, Is your bra too tight? Is it digging into you? Can you breathe? Are your pants rolling down and driving you crazy? Um, Do your panties fit? Do you have a wedgie right now? Do your shoes hurt? Like simple, simple, simple scan will reveal so much. Because here's what's interesting. If we can figure out what's happening physically, we can use that to ask you why you're allowing that to happen. So we can figure out what's happening for you mentally. Mm. Why are you ignoring that? How long have you been ignoring it? For people who don't like to pee, classic example, <laughs> so many women really hate going <laughs> to pee. Yeah, they, I they mean, hold to you, bladder infection, prolapse, bladder is a real thing, y'all, please go pee pee. Even if you're listening to us right now, we can't see you. Take us in with you. Just be <laughs> so totally fine. We love you. Not a problem. But I, I think it's so interesting because then it's like, why?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm really busy. Too busy to pee? Can't be that busy. Yeah. Well, it's really inconvenient. Oh, you see your body is an inconvenience. How long have you thought of it that way?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just, just so revelatory. So simple, simple awareness tool, just do a scan. And if, you could, if you're if you a sci-fi nerd like me, think of the like light beam, right? Whatever works for you. And it's just such a simple way to tune in. Now, for some of you who are like, oh, I am too busy for that. I have those too, love y'all. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow morning, before your feet hit the floor, this is an exercise that's a tool. Before your feet hit the floor, I want you to do a scan. Are you hot all night? Are you sweaty for my postmenopausal period? Yes. Are you yes. hot? Are you sweaty? Do we need some moisture waking jammies? like how hot is it in your bed right now? right? That's a discomfort we could probably solve for. It's probably one you've been aware of for a long time. Why are you ignoring it? Mm. your bed sheets not feel good? Probably something you've been aware of for a long time. Do your pillows suck? We just bought new pillows at our house. Y'all, the shit I was putting up with. My husband was like, I can't take it anymore. I can't, I, I'm I'm buying all new pillows. I don't want, I'm taking over it. I'm very mm-hmm. separate, right? Like, why was I putting up with that?
0: Yeah,
1: Why was I putting up with that? So like those little things are so revelatory. So we just have to increase our awareness. Mm-hmm. You spend a week doing that, you will learn a lot about yourself and how you see yourself in your mind's eye.
0: Yeah, so good. So that's the first step, A, aware. That's the first A, awareness. What's the second A? acknowledgement now these might sound similar they're
1: actually not so acknowledgement yeah. is a first step to like and this is what is mm. it's not quite acceptance yet because you could still be a little mad at it yeah okay <laughs> you're, you're i'm gonna give you full permission to still be a little pissed off about what is yeah but it is so once you become aware and we'll just use let's say for example your pants are really tight and digging into you and you suddenly become very aware of that And you can't, once you see it, you can't unsee it. You're welcome. So now you're going to be acutely aware of all these little picadillos that you were ignoring actively, but have been there. So let's say we realize, okay, I have awareness now. My my pants are too tight. I'm actually really physically uncomfortable. And I've been physically uncomfortable for years. I'm very uncomfortable. Now we get to ask, like, why have you been sitting in pants that are too tight for you? Well, because I'm fat or I'm larger than I was, or I should be a size, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm a size this and I don't even want to face it. I don't want to go shopping. Blah, 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 insert all the things of that we, that we think about our body. Right. And acknowledgement says, well, this is the belly I currently have right now. Wishing it were other than it is, is not helpful. So how am I going to plan, prepare for, care for The tummy I have right now. Now, Hear me out for a second, folks, because this is where people get real weird and I get weird comments from trolls. Are you advocating us all to be fat forever? You obese cow, blah, 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 blah. Somebody actually even likened the fact that I'm in a fat body to me being drunk and showing up to calls as a drunk person. That was fascinating. Wow. So what I want to say to you is, please don't take it to a hyperbolic place that I'm not advocating. You can still decide to change the size, shape, weight of your body if you want. It's your body. When I say I believe in body autonomy, I literally mean that. You can do whatever the fuck you want. to your body. Love you. Yeah. But it is what it is currently. And if you really want to affect some sort of change in some form or fashion to your body, because that's your pleasure, you're not going to be able to do that by not acknowledging what currently exists. We can't change what we don't track, right? It's just basic principle. So if you really want to change something, we have to acknowledge what's happening currently. This is the tummy you have. This is the ass you have. That's where your titties happen to sit right now. That's what your face is doing. That is the size and shape of your nose, lubby. That's the size of your head. Clients, lots of head size things. Like that's the size of your forehead. That's what your cheeks look like. Any number of things, right? If we acknowledge it, <laughs> like that's how we start to develop a relationship, right? This is the house I live in. I mean, I may want to change my house, but it's also the house I live in.
0: So what would you say to somebody who's like, yeah, okay, this is, this is the, this is the house I live in, but I hate it. I can't stand it. I don't want to look at it. I I don't, I don't want to be in this house. I get it. Yeah. I see you. I hear you. Yeah. This is why we don't jump to acceptance right away. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to accept it.
1: I'm totally allowing you to be mad at it. Yeah. Which is such a relief because we're taught that we're supposed to love it. We're supposed to like it. We're supposed to accept it and be, and I'm all for practicing self-kindness. When you're ready. Some of you have been in such deep self-loathing for so long. Yeah. I'm not advocating that you jump to acceptance or love. I'm saying, let's just sit in acknowledgement. This is Mm -hmm. what it is. And you're mad at it. And I hear you. And you wish it was some other way. I hear you. And kind of like the analogy of the two chairs that you're talking about, right? We have the voice and then you're responding. You you have to start to learn how to do the same thing. Just because your brain offers you a thought doesn't make it true, but ignoring it isn't helpful either. That's part of the acknowledgement process. These also happen to be the mean shit I'm saying about myself. I'm acknowledging that I have these really horrible thoughts that I'm embarrassed to even say out loud, that I'm embarrassed to admit to someone. That's part of the acknowledgement process too. It's not just acknowledging your body; it's acknowledging that you have these thoughts about your body,
0: and there's nothing to be ashamed of here. It's part of being a human. Yeah, and those thoughts we did, we weren't even aware of them until we got to the first A, which was the awareness. It's like, oh, I'm thinking all of these things. Like instead of I'm now no longer what I'm not doing is just pretending I don't have a body. I'm right. pretending I don't hate it. I'm not. I'm no longer pretending that this just is just is not in existence so now I'm aware I'm aware of all the things that are happening I'm aware also of what I'm thinking about it so that that comes in then I acknowledge okay this is what I have this is what I'm thinking this is my current situation in terms of the clothes that I have or how they fit or whatever it's like I still don't have to like it but at least now i'm I'm acknowledging that i'm I'm living in this house. This is my body that I will live in for the rest of my life, yeah
1: yeah, I love the phrase like Don't kid a kidder, right mm. Let's not pretend that something other than what is actually happening in your heart and mind is happening in your heart and mind,
0: yeah,, mm. yeah, okay, so then the third a so the third a is acceptance, acceptance. what does that look like for somebody who's just so? No, I don't like it. I don't want to. The idea of acceptance, I think for some people feels maybe even for some just unattainable. And it might be for some folks.
1: Yeah. Right. That's why we want to acknowledge acknowledgement yeah. is the second problem. And yeah. I think sometimes when we we present frameworks to clients, they're like, How quickly can I move through this? Right.
0: Okay. Just get me sh- there. I What's just want to be shortcut? at the finish.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you yeah. tell me the shortcut to acceptance? Tell me the. Thought I could think. And I'm like, yeah, you could potentially be one thought away. Bully for you if that's the case. Some of you are going to hang out in acknowledgement land for a lifetime. Some of yeah. us will get a tiptoe. We'll have a moment of acceptance. Mm-hmm. This is, I think this is the key. We think it's a sustained acceptance. That's not the reality for most yes. of us. It's exactly. not even how our brains work. Yes. We have negativity bias. We have all kinds of social programming coming in. We have shit our mama said when we were 10. Like sustained acceptance let's not make that the goal Mm. but how what do we want the goal to be like can how often can i get glimpses of acceptance and how long can i sustain that yes and can i push the boundary of sustaining it a little bit longer each time that would be amazing Mm, so the goal is not sustained acceptance for once and for all forever i have conquered this no your body's gonna change tomorrow some new wrinkle will appear your ass will (laughs) do something weird your belly will bloat like any number of weird things if you inhabit a female body with a hormone cycle friends i don't know what's gonna happen to your body tomorrow but i do know this you can be aware of it you can acknowledge it and maybe sometimes you can accept it Mm. and cool cool if that happens
0: amazing and if it doesn't that's okay too So what do you think, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about like the things we see on social media and we get these messages like, oh, if I could just like be, you know, so confident, all like, there's this, there's this idea and this image that there is this finish line where I just love my body all the time and I'm in full acceptance. And, you know, you see kind of these images of other people who appear to be in that way. Like, what do you think are like some of the. Problems of like the challenging messages that we as women are given, and how that kind of sets us up to like expect or think we can get somewhere that just might not actually be reality for most people
1: i mean it's <laughs> it's fascinating being socialized as a woman because on the one hand, we are not to love our bodies it's very sinful like oh so awful like so vain mm-hmm. so vain so silly to care about those mm-hmm. and then we're also required to take care of ourselves at a particular level so that we're appearing feminine enough for the folks around us so that they could be comfortable with our appearances so we're we're not supposed to love ourselves too much but just enough so that we're socially acceptable when we appear in public places mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's fun. That's awesome. And then compound that with whatever your family of origin beliefs were about beauty or spotty image or size or health or fill in the blank. Right. And then compound that with whatever your religious beliefs are. And then maybe your political beliefs. And then what does your friend circle say? Profession are you? And what do they believe about how women are supposed to show up in the world? And we wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) We we can't find sustained acceptance. Well, acceptance of what in what realm of who, right? So it's it's a constant change. Like it's a funny, weird thing being socialized as a woman to talk about body image. So that's not to say it's not as impo- impossible or any of those things, friends. It's just to acknowledge, again, acknowledge what mm-hmm.
0: is. Yeah.
1: If this feels like a minefield for you, rightfully so. Here's all the weird things that are coming in from the ether, So having said that, I think we get a lot of, and I think right now we're in a weird moment of body love and self-love and self-acceptance, which I love those concepts. I love the idea of that. But I also know the practice of it can feel very hard. No one talks about that part. So part of our job, Jane, is to talk about that part. Like if that feels hard for you, it makes sense that it feels hard for you. You can't sustain it for eons that's okay there's a reason why and let's just make that not the goal anymore like why does a sustained perfect vision of self-love why is that even the goal who said it was the goal and is that something we even want because it's pretty close to not being a human then you just be a robot we can like program you to think nice thoughts about yourself but that's just not not sustainable
0: Yes, which is so much what we do with food. It's like, if I can just eat in this very perfect way, almost like a robot, that is totally not sustainable, then everything will be great. And, you know, I'll be amazing. But in trying to eat like a robot and be perfect and do all of these things, we set ourselves up for the cycle of restrict. Bench, then we're just, then we go into the cycle and we just stay there. And it's almost like, I feel like we do something so similar with our bodies of thinking, I just have to get to sustained self love all the time and where I just love my body and I can just stand in front of the mirror naked and just think, like, oh, this is amazing. And until I can get there or look like one of these after images on some reel on Instagram, then I'm just going to either hate myself or pretend like I just don't even have a body. If I don't have that one, then I've got no body at all. Yeah. Hmm. Well, one of the things that, um, Judith and I are, are doing in, in this conversation, this conversation about what is it, what does it look like to be kinder to yourself? What does it look like to not be so disconnected from yourself, so disconnected from your body that you, you like don't even acknowledge that you have a body, but we also don't have to go all the way to self-love or even acceptance if we've been ignoring ourselves this whole time. So we have. Um, I am putting together my next virtual event, which I'm very excited to do, and it's going to be all about How to stop hating yourself, how to stop the loathing, the ignoring, the pretending that you are not even pretending, but just the thinking that you're broken in some way and that you have to hate yourself because of what you do with food or because of what your body looks like. And what we're going to be talking about is ways, simple ways to bring in more kindness and for you to come up with your own definition of what that looks like. You may not be ready for self-love, but there are so many other steps and areas in between that you can be ready for. So so through this two days, we're going to give you very simple tools that you can use. And Judith is going to come. She is going to be our guest speaker on day two. And she's if you liked what she had to say here... You will love more of what she has to share, and I just people aren't talking about this, and I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be amazing. So I'm really excited about that. We will get you information on how to sign up for that. But Judith, I have a question. Last kind of, in terms of wrapping up, I'm sitting here wondering, and I'm I'm thinking about so many people that you and I both know, and all the people out there that we don't know, that we haven't talked to personally, who are thinking this thing, who are thinking to themselves, okay, so if I start if I gain some awareness that like, oh, I, you know, I'm actually wearing clothes that don't really fit. I'm thinking that I really shouldn't go buy new clothes because I don't like, like I'm planning on losing weight or I've gained weight and now I don't fit in these clothes, but I, I don't like, I, I don't have money. I can't afford to. I just don't want to until this body changes, whatever it is. What would you say to that person? person or all of the people who are out there having very similar thoughts. What what would you what would you say to her?
1: There's so much I would say. So I will, I will keep it brief. Um I think again, we want to give you something simple that you can do. And I, I people think I'm obsessed with underwear, but there's a reason. It's a great teaching tool. I think starting with your underwear is such a simple place. Mm. And it's a simple place for a lot of reasons. So I'm going to just break down the top three. But really, if this is you and you're like, okay, I know my clothes don't fit and I'm uncomfortable and I, I whatever your reasons, I don't want to buy clothes at the size. I don't want to spend the money if I'm just going to have to respend the money. Um, I don't want to acknowledge that I'm a new size, whatever it is. Underwear are a really simple thing because they're only between you and you. So nobody has to know that we actually bought underwear that fit you. So like, if you're really in deep shame about your size, shape, or weight, like underwear is such a great place. It's a low cost of entry. We could buy a pack of Hanes. I'm not saying you go buy beautiful under things if that's not what you're jammed right now. Some really great pair of Hanes with some pretty prints on them. Like, let's just go wild. We could do something really, really simple, friends, that is so good for you in so many ways. It's good for your hygiene. It's good for your physical health to wear underwear that fits you. But two, it just shows your brain a little, little possibility for what it could be like, if you started to pay attention, right? If you were more aware, if you acknowledge what is, because it's an acknowledgement of what is to buy underwear that actually fits. And it's a little bit of acceptance. So it's not the full hedgehog, lovey-dovey craziness, right? But it's just a little bit of practicing that framework. Just a little bit, and then to show your brain and nothing bad happened. Did it make you a weight loss failure? It didn't mean that you're going to be destined to be in a body you don't want to be in for the rest of your life, but all those things that you might be thinking. It just shows your brain a little bit of possibility, a little relief. And if we can give you that a little bit somewhere. Chances are we can build momentum on that, but it's just a really great place to start. If you're in a lot of resistance to what we're saying, start with your undies. Just get some awareness, a little acknowledgement, a little acceptance there, and then let's see what we, we can do after
0: that. So good. I love to the idea. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know I love the idea of incremental progress. It's these small little things, these things that feel like, oh, that doesn't really make a difference. Oh, that's not really good enough. When we do these little things, it's just like Judith said. It opens up the idea, the possibility of what what else might be possible. So simple. It can be little simple. We don't have to go big. We don't have to love ourselves. We don't have to turn into this amazing body image. You know, this, this new idea, it's like it can start simple. So, so good. And we're going to be talking about this in the virtual event. Also simple ways to be kinder to yourself. That's really what it's all about. We don't have to go straight to love. Let's just bring in a little kindness. You don't have to go straight to like a whole new wardrobe. Let's just buy some underwear. So Judith, thank you so much for joining me today. I know this uh, conversation was, it was impactful for me. I know it will be, will be impactful for um, for all of the listeners. If you want more of Judith, which I can't imagine that you wouldn't, she has her own podcast. You can go learn all about Judith and her approach. As she said, she's a style coach. If you want help with your style, anything about how you are really presenting your what you are doing with yourself, your style, your body, Judith can help you. Her podcast is called the Style Masterclass Podcast and you absolutely will want to check it out. And for those of you who want to learn little simple ways to be more kind to yourself, definitely come check out the virtual event that's happening on January 22nd and 23rd of this year, 2023. You'll be able to find more information about that at janepilger.com slash kind. All right, thank you, Judith. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. All right, I'll see everybody next week. Many people believe they need to stop binging in order to find peace with food. I believe that the more pivotal piece is learning how to bring kindness to yourself in the moments after a binge or after an out of control moment with food. You know, those times when you are filled with shame, hopelessness, and despair because you did it again. My next virtual event is going to help you navigate this exact moment. You will learn how to shift from self-loathing to self-kindness so that you can create more peace and freedom with food. And on day two, I'm going to walk you through a transformational exercise with a food that you love, but don't allow yourself to eat. This event could truly be life-changing for you. And the only cost to you is your time. Sign up today at janepilger.com forward slash kind. That's janepilger.com forward slash kind, K-I-N-D. I hope to see you there.